You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, Around Atlanta edition. Showcasing the best of Metro Atlanta, our communities, the attractions, and the special events that make Atlanta great. Welcome to our virtual town square. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Around Atlanta edition. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Carol Morgan. Before we begin, we do want to thank New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor. Now our 10th year on the air. It has been great having them as our friend and partner on this show. We are grateful for their support. All right, Carol Morgan, this is going to be a fun conversation. Neat guy, cool new book. And as he has told us, he is a good storyteller. So I imagine this is going to be a fun conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. And you know, I love a good story and love to tell a good story. I was really, really thrilled to find this author. And I think he's got a lot to share. So everybody tune in to this segment. We are joined by Jonah McDonald. He is the author of Secret Atlanta. So he's going to tell us all his secrets. He is also a TV host, storyteller, and he is a DeKalb County Park Ranger. So welcome to the show, Jonah. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi, Carol. Hi, Todd. I'm glad to be here. So the thing I usually tell people when they ask me to introduce myself is I say, well, I moved to Atlanta by walking here. I started uh, at Mount Katahdin in Maine, and I hiked the whole Appalachian Trail, all 2,172.4 miles to get down here to Georgia. And when I got to uh, Georgia, I decided Atlanta would be my new home. So I've been here since uh, 2003 which is when I did that full hike of the Appalachian Trail. And that's kind of that idea of going on a long distance hike uh, has really led me to a lot of what I do today, which is I guide people uh, places to go hiking here in the Atlanta metro area, which is the topic of my first book. And then also lead people on scavenger hunts around the metro area through my second book, Secret Atlanta. And so uh, all of that's going to come together to mean that I'm a huge booster of Atlanta. And uh, I'm excited to get to talk to you guys because I know you guys are huge boosters of Atlanta, too. Wow. Yeah, we are. Cool. And, and what a what a neat story. Uh, my story isn't that cool that I walked <laughs> 2,000 miles to my destination. And that's impressive. Congratulations on successfully completing that hike. That's, a, uh, that's one for the book. So, all right. Well, this new book, Secret Atlanta. Tell us all about it. What's the vision behind it? Uh, what's its goal and purpose? Who, who's the intended audience? You remember when we used to have dinner parties, you know, before COVID? <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and everybody has a good dinner party story, right? Uh, you know how to, how to you know, make people's eyes light up when you tell the, the one really great story or maybe more than that. And uh, what I found is that the perfect dinner party question was, what's the secret about Atlanta that you know that I don't know? And so I started asking people, you know, what what do you know about Atlanta that I don't know? And I started learning so much, so many stories. And I realized that this had to go in a book. Uh, And so that's kind of where Secret Atlanta came from. Because usually when you think about secrets, you think about something that divides people. But I believe that by sharing each other's stories, sharing the secret that may be an everyday thing in your life that I have never heard of, it's connected us. It's brought us together across differences. And Atlanta is such a city where we live in our own little bubbles, right? So maybe this book can help people learn these stories that are outside of our bubbles and then maybe connect us with folks that we wouldn't have never met before. Yeah, Brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. 
Yeah. Well, I had the pleasure of attending Oglethorpe University here in Atlanta mm. for four years. So when you said crypto civilization, it made me think of what one that they had there. But I think it's been opened now with the time capsule there. But supposedly there's an elephant buried at Oglethorpe. Do you know anything about this elephant? And then No, I don't know an elephant at Oglethorpe. So this is a story I want to You've got to check out the elephant at Oglethorpe. Okay, okay. And then so, uh, give us a teaser for some of the fun stuff in the book that people might find <laughs> out. You don't have to give like the punchline, but tell us what they can, you know, read about. Like you, you mentioned a two-headed cow. And- yeah, so one of the fun things about this book is that it includes 90 different uh, secret stories. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the stories are all rooted in a place. And so, for instance, when you mention an elephant being buried, I immediately think about the two elephants that were the first you know, pachyderms at the Atlanta Zoo. They were originally owned by Asa Candler Jr., who was the heir to the Coca-Cola fortune. Right. And he actually had these elephants on his property in Druid Hills until the neighbors got so upset by the smell, the <laughs> sound. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it sounds horrible, right? <laughs> who wants a zoo in their backyard or front yard, as the case. Um, so he eventually gave his elephants and his other menagerie of animals to what would become Zoo Atlanta. And when those elephants passed away, because even though they live a long time, they do, the city realized that the kids of Atlanta had grown so connected with those elephants that they needed to put up kind of a shrine for pilgrimages. Mm -hmm. And so on the side of Key Road, right next to what uh, used to be called the Honor Farm or the Old Atlanta Prison Farm, which is kind of south on Moreland Avenue in DeKalb County, they buried elephant carcasses, and then put up a little shrine to these elephants. And people would come on pilgrimage to go visit the graveside of these elephants. Now, today, you you now know the story, but today you've got to go to Key Road and you really got to hunt for it because the monuments are gone now. Uh-huh. There's just a little square of edging and some old crushed marble. And then you can find the place where these zoo animals used to be buried. And it's finding those things that, you know, maybe that's part of Atlanta's history, but it can also be part of our present too, that's if we know cool. where to look. Yeah. yeah. And I tried to make sure not everything in the book, you know, the book is called Secret Atlanta, A Guide to the Weird, Wonderful, and Obscure. I didn't want it all to just be the weird, because there also are the stories that are wonderful. And an example of that is a beautiful museum and community space that's also a hair salon in the Sweet Auburn neighborhood. And a man named Reese DeForest, who for a long time was a stylist to the stars, found this little um, Madam C.J. Walker hair care storefront. Now, there's been a Netflix show called um, Self Made, I think, uh, about Madam C.J. Walker, which is fabulous. But uh, Mr. DeForest got so excited about finding this old hair care product uh, storefront that he bought it and proceeded to turn it into a museum to Madam C.J. Walker, to the history of race and racism in Atlanta, also brought in his record collection of 15,000 records, opened up an online radio station, and now you can just go sit down on one of his couches while he does somebody's hair in the museum and visit with the community there. And so to me, that's one of those things that uh, maybe most Atlantans may not have known about, but it makes us want to go and then connect. And it's those stories of connection that I really wanted to highlight. You know, see, that's what I love about this project. You know, on this show, and you're appearing on our Around Atlantic segment, one of our goals with this segment is to expose those in Metro Atlanta to some of the amazing cultural institutions and iconic 
you know, the Oakland Cemetery. I mean, and there's so many neat museums here that most people don't know about and or certainly have never visited. Uh, <laughs> there's so much here. I imagine that a significant percentage of Atlantans would not know any of these stories in this book. And, uh, you know, when Carol and I started this show 10 years ago, I still lived in Atlanta. And in 2016, I moved to Chicago, and we obviously we've continued doing the show. Now you need uh, to write Secret Chicago. Well, no, oh, it's been written. It's oh. been written. It's really good. It was well, one of the books that inspired Secret Atlanta. And oh. that's kind of where I'm going with this is that when I moved here to Chicago, I thought, you know, I spent 15 years living in Atlanta, and I just I didn't spend as much time as I should have really learning about its history, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And there's so much there that I never really dove into, and so I committed to myself that I'm going to do a much better job of learning about my community, Chicago, which is actually my hometown. I was born here, but moved away as a child. I don't want to have this too long a ramble here. I, Jonah, what, I, what I've encouraged everyone to do is no matter where you live, there's amazing stories to tell. There's amazing mysteries to, to, to unravel. There's neat mm-hmm. secrets. There's weird and wonderful things everywhere you go. Most people don't take the time to really understand those things. And I love what this book's about is to kind of open the eyes of, of people about all the amazing stuff in their own community. And that, that's got to be one of the main goals of this thing, yeah? Absolutely. I mean, you hit it right on the nose that we so easily silo ourselves. Not somebody that goes and has lunch at Plaza Fiesta on Buford Highway you know, every afternoon. You may not even know what Plaza Fiesta is. Right. Well, you know, just uh, briefly, it, it is a, it's a mall designed to kind of feel like you're in a Latin American neighborhood. And when you go in, you're going to hear more Spanish than you are going to hear English. Um, some of the best tacos in town are there. Mm. And if you want to buy a quinceanera dress that looks like a Disney princess, which my daughter really wants to get, uh, <laughs> and it's a perfect place to go as well. Um, and so if you go there regularly, you know it. But if you haven't heard of it, what a fun outing to do to like get outside um, your, your your typical cycle of, of what you consider Atlanta to be and try something on that's new. And maybe you'll meet somebody that you hadn't met before. Maybe you'll have some food you, you hadn't tried before. Or, uh, or maybe you'll just have another story to tell around the dinner table. Yeah, how fun is that? So tell us some more stories. What's kind of the weirdest thing you've seen or the strangest thing that's included in the book that, you know, shocks readers. They, they would just never know that. Oh, shocking. Well, I, I don't know about I, I don't know about necessarily shocking, but one of I, I want to tell you the first thing that I wanted to include in the book and the reason why I didn't include it, and then what I included instead, because I think that all ties into your question. So I live mm. very close to um, a Schwann's pie factory. You know, like Schwann's the food company. Yeah. And it smells so good. Oh, it smells like brownies and cookies and pie all mixed together. It's terrible. You can smell it for a mile away. <laughs> I used to, I would go out on jogs and feel like I gained weight uh, yes, because I yes. was sniffing in all this sugar, right? And so I decided that has got to be included in Secret Atlanta. And I started the process of wading through the bureaucracy of a large corporation, trying to find the right person to tell me why this smells so good. Right. And I finally got a hold of the right PR person. And she explained to me that this is a pie factory, but it's a cream pie factory. And if you know anything about cream pies, they're not baked. So why does it smell so good? And it turns out that Schwann's was baking cookies, fresh baked cookies. And then they had a special giant cookie smashing machine in which they would smash the cookies up and then use those to make the the crust of their pies. 
And I mean, what a great story, right? It's, it's mm. not only a great smell, but it's actually, they bake cookies just to crush them. Choose them for the <laughs> pies. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I got really excited. So I mean, that, and, the, and that, in many ways, that story, that, that question was what inspired this, this book, Secret Atlanta. And then I got a call back from the PR person saying, oh, Mr. McDonald, I'm so sorry to tell you, but we have now moved our cookie operation to Missouri. You will never smell that smell from your neighborhood again. Oh, I know. Well, one, I'm sad to not have the smell, but also the story. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't include that because now there's not really a place connected. I can say, oh, there used to be a smell here. What what fun is that? used to be a great smell. You can't smell it anymore. But right at that time, somebody sent me an email and said, have you ever been to the miniature chair gallery? What? And I said, what? (laughs) (laughs) So I immediately drove out to Stone Mountain and I met a woman named Barbara Hartfield who runs a three-room museum that contains the Guinness Book of World Records collection of miniature chairs. And right in the little strip in downtown Stone Mountain, she has a historic antebellum home that she has converted into a miniature chair museum. What's a miniature chair, you ask? Yes, that's what I'm like. Are these dollhouse chairs? (laughs) Do people sit in them or She is very clear. These are not doll furniture. These are miniature chairs. I don't really know where the line is with that. (laughs) But Barbara has found chairs of all different sizes. She has a a pincushion chair. She has chair Christmas tree ornaments. She has... Oh, you know what ships in a bottle? Yes. She has chairs in a bottle. Okay. <laughs> and I had, and you know, and I, I kind of, honestly, I rolled my eyes a little bit, right? Because do I really want to go spend my afternoon looking in miniature chairs? Why but when not? I walked in, her delight at these chairs just, just seeped into my skin and I just loved it, the whole experience. And at the very end, I said, Barbara, you love these miniature chairs. Yes, I do, Joni. Yes, I do. <laughs> do you have a favorite real size chair? And she looked at me like I was from another planet. And she said, I've never thought about that before. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Isn't that the real power of this is the fascinated, passionate human behind all this weird stuff? I mean, isn't that what this is really all about is... is you know, part of my goal is I want people to get their butt off of Netflix and there's a much more interesting wider world out there than what you just sit and stream all day long on your sofa. Get out yeah. and, and but see someone's weird stuff. It opens your eyes. It, it, it builds a stronger community, which is kind of a point you made at the top of the show. Another value of this is bringing us together. You know, this month we also interviewed the Georgia Farm Bureau. Now you may say, well, that's boring. But what we learned about was a program where there's all these far, amazing farms all, all over Georgia that are inviting you to come see them, learn about them, see what's going on there, meet animals, see the food it they're growing. Produce. And these farmers are just they're thrilled to welcome you and teach you what they do and how they live their life. There's so much of that out there that people could be exposing themselves to and learning about their community and, and broadening their perspectives and opening their minds. I mean, that, that's kind of what this is all about is just, there's just so much, I don't need to see a small chair, but I would, I would love to sit and talk to a woman who finds that <laughs> fascinating. And to me, right. that would be, that would be scintillating. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're exactly right. And it doesn't just stop there too. Sometimes the people uh, there's sometimes there are people who are stewards of something that makes you want to feel connected to our city. For instance, there is a group of nuns who run a uh, small rest home called Our Lady of Perpetual Hope Rest Home yep. that is literally in the shadow of Turner Field, yep. which is not Turner Field anymore. It's now GSU Stadium. 
And their little rest home where they care for people who are very sick has the largest tree in the whole city in their little courtyard. It's a fantastically big cherry bark oak tree. And it's theirs. It's on their property. But instead of hoarding it, people can kind of knock on the front door and a nun will come out and you can say, I've heard you have a really big tree. May I go look at it? Oh, of course, we love letting people see our trees. And you walk around the back of the property and there's this gigantic, massive tree that just makes you stop and say, wow. Wow. And, you know, even that little connection with the thing about the history of that, it's a 250 plus year old tree. You know, Mm -hmm. that's older than our city by far. Mm -hmm. And it's older than our country. And yet it's now cared for by this really sweet group of nuns who are doing this, you know, public service by caring for the ill. Are you ready to own a home, but don't know where to start? Speak to a local expert at New American Funding. Get pre-qualified and start looking for your dream home. They make home buying easy and convenient with a variety of home loan options. New American Funding is devoted to helping families finance their home because they want everyone to achieve the American dream, home ownership. New American Funding's technology is what sets them apart, whether connecting with your home loan professional in person, online, or through the app, they are there to answer any questions. Call today to get pre-qualified. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. Well, talking about a tree is a great segue (laughs) for you to tell us a little bit about your other book, Hiking Atlanta's Hidden Forest in Town and Out. What does that book have in it? Thanks, Carol. I love talking about about hidden forests because this has been my passion for a long time. When I first got done hiking the Appalachian Trail, which I mentioned at the start, I had this idea that nature had to be extreme. I mean, I had just finished a 2,000-mile hike, right? And so I found myself uh, leading outdoors adventures for kids, driving them two hours to get to quote-unquote real nature up in the mountains. Right. And then having to hustle them out of the bus, show them nature, get back in the bus, and then two more hours with a group of screaming second graders back to Atlanta. And I decided there just had to be a better way. And I started looking around for the places in our city that feel like you feel when you're up in the North Georgia mountains. And I found so many spots. And I looked around for a guidebook that would tell me you know, what hiking trails are there, and I didn't find anything. I mean, there's a couple hiking guidebooks that tell you how to get to hikes from Atlanta. But what about in Atlanta? What about in the metro area? And so that's where hidden forests came to came to be. I mean, these these forests are, are truly like tucked away because of the environment of Atlanta. We're spread out. We have all these creeks running through our city. Mm-hmm. There are an amazing number of honest to goodness forests in our city that we can go on hikes in. And today I work for DeKalb County at one of these places as a park ranger. So coming full circle from that idea of I am a long distance, 2,000 mile backpacker mm-hmm. through the wilderness of the Appalachians to now saying it can be just as life changing to integrate nature into your everyday life by finding the green space that's close to you, finding that trail that's around the corner from your house and going back there season yeah. after season, seeing the changes 
finding the bird that just made a nest in the tree and really building that connection with nature and the exercise involved in hiking into your everyday life rather than just being what they call, you know, a weekend warrior where you like drive up to the mountains and then do a quick hike and then back to town. What can we do, um, you know, week after week, as opposed to just like uh, one big trip a year. And so buy that book too. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, go ahead. It's the same thing we talked about with this, all this other neat stuff. Uh, I mean, I don't think people are Metro Atlantans are aware of all these little hidden nooks uh, of nature where they can go escape. And I mean, they, some of my favorite conversations on, on our round Atlanta segment have been things in and around the Chattahoochee river. Yeah. This thing that everyone drives over a thousand times and never even acknowledges that it exists, but there's so much amazingness offshooted off of, off of that, of yeah. just that little river. And I'm sure your book uh, points to uh, dozens of other amazing little opportunities that are not hard to get to, even in our big traffic laden city. I mean, there's, there's amazingness all around, you know, and, and I mean, I'm kind of seeing a theme in your books here is you know, get your butt <laughs> off the sofa and get out and start living life, you know? Yeah. And it's been so hard during the COVID pandemic to not feel isolated. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when we literally have to isolate. So what are the ways that we can find connection, but safely? And I really believe that doing things that are outdoors, you know, be it a, a walk through through the city or a walk through the forest can be one of those ways where we kind of like bring ourselves back to sanity and connection after all of this uh, social distancing and isolation that we've been doing. Yeah. Well, what are you excited about for 2021? And is there another book in your future? I do plan on writing a sequel to uh, Hidden Forest. So a second volume that includes 60 60 more hikes. Because uh, when Hidden Forest was published, I didn't realize, but I was kind of at the start of this movement in Atlanta of redefining ourselves, not just as a city of traffic and Coca-Cola, but of a city that really embraces all of the aspects of who we are, everything from trap music to to nature trails. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's been so much of a movement towards people coming back into the city and finding nature near them that uh, Hidden Forest doesn't even cover, but but half of what Atlanta has to offer. So I am going to be writing another one. But a couple of the, the projects that I've been particularly excited about recently, I got to partner with the Atlanta Science Festival, and they asked me to write tours and create maps with a graphic designer that they're calling discovery walks. And so, as you can see, this is very on brand for Jonah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a walk through our city, finding the hidden spots where you can learn science hidden Ooh. in our neighborhoods. So now the Atlanta Science Festival is over for this year, but you can still get the discovery walk maps from the Atlanta Science Festival. And then you can go on a walk through the Beltline in Piedmont Park downtown Decatur, uh, Sweet Auburn, or even Cascade Springs Nature Preserve, which is on the west side of town. And as you walk, you have this map in front of you, it tells you where to go, and it tells you all these science facts along the way, which are really science stories, because you know me by now, Mm. everything's going to come back to a story. So, you know, getting to do projects like that, just other ways to bring um, kind of a twinkle to people's eye and give you another story that you can um, dig deeper with and share with your friends. Great stuff. Well, I appreciate uh, 
you opening our eyes and making us realize uh, the amazing world just all around us that most of us don't even pay attention to. Uh, so really grateful to your work and your focus and your mission there, Jonah, to, to help us do that. Uh, before we let you go, should anyone need to connect with you and learn about projects like Secret Atlanta, where do they go? Uh, probably the easiest way to find me is on my website, secretatlanta.com. <laughs> and uh, there you can both you know, send me an email if you want to. You can also get a copy of either Hidden Forest or Secret Atlanta. And I hope that uh, if you choose to, then it'll bring a smile to your face as well. I bet it will. Jonah McDonald, author of Secret Atlanta. Jonah, real pleasure to have you. Appreciate uh, your important work. And good luck to you. And we look forward to reconnecting down the road and seeing what's up next in your world. I appreciate the invitation. And I'm glad I get to share a little bit of my Atlanta with the folks listening. All right. Well, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schneck. Thank you for tuning in and listening. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, We do appreciate uh, you stopping by and we'll look forward to seeing you again next week right here. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.